Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. Please remember, on Wednesday, June 23rd, SBJ is hosting the 2021 Sports Business Awards. In addition to must-see winners, we'll have special guest appearances by Phil Mickelson, Eli Manning, PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan, and many others. Registration is complimentary, and you can sign up today in the show notes or on the events section of our website. Certainly hope to see you on Wednesday evening. We noted it yesterday, but I want to say it was a big night for Katie Ledecky. She won the 200-meter freestyle, the 1,500-meter freestyle, both races just over an hour apart from each other at the U.S. Olympic trials, and she'll be one of the biggest stories for sure going into the Tokyo Games. This is your morning buzzcast for Thursday, June 17th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody is doing well. I want to start with more of a theme rather than a story, but what a day in the NBA yesterday. You had the total meltdown by the 76ers. You saw that COVID is not totally in the rearview mirror when it comes to player health with the issues around Chris Paul. You had the injury to Kawhi Leonard. You had the Mavericks and Donnie Nelson parting ways after so many years together. And you had LeBron James continuing his season-long jabs at the league as he went on Twitter and suggested that the league sided with business intentions first rather than player health and safety when it made its schedule this year. So it's been an interesting, at times, tumultuous year for the NBA, and it continued yesterday. So let's see what today brings. Speaking of today, the College Football Management Committee and Board of Managers will host an in-person meeting starting today, continues into tomorrow in Chicago to discuss the CFP's expanded playoff proposal to 12 teams. We talked about the latest CFP news on our episode of SBJ Spotlight that dropped yesterday. Please check it out. We'll have more from the CFP meetings in Chicago tomorrow on the Buzzcast. Let's stay with college football because are you ready for the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl? Well, get ready for it because it is real. The game will be played December 18th at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. Jimmy Kimmel and SoFi SoFi Stadium announced yesterday the multi-year deal, making Kimmel the official naming rights partner of the LA Bowl. That's a new bowl game. It'll be televised by NBC, and it'll be really early in the bowl season schedule, like I said, on December 18th. The game will match the number one selection from the Mountain West versus the number five selection from the Pac-12. The LA Bowl is owned by SoFi Stadium and Rams owner Stan Kroenke. Terms of the deal were not disclosed, but Jimmy Kimball said he wanted to use Use the bowl game to promote and amplify efforts around Inglewood's uh, youth programs and social programs. So obviously, Jimmy Kimmel sees the bowl game as a way and a platform to do some good in the community. So the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl, December 18th at SoFi Stadium. 
Let's stay with news around SoFi Stadium because remember, the Super Bowl next February will be played in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. And Variety is reporting today that NBC, which is broadcasting the game, is talking to potential advertisers about the game next year in Los Angeles. And guess what? It's floating a pretty significant asking price for a 30-second spot. Yes, it's asking right now reportedly $6 million for a 30-second spot for the Super Bowl next February for comparisons. This year's Super Bowl on CBS, CBS got on average $5.6 million for a 30-second spot. So you're seeing almost a 10% bump in what NBC is asking. NBC is reportedly also telling potential advertisers that they may have to buy an equal amount of ad inventory in the 2022 Super Bowl broadcast of what they will buy for the Beijing Winter Olympics, which will be later that month in February of 2022, to guarantee prominent placement during the Super Bowl broadcast. Prominent placement, of course, is early in the game, right around kickoff, first quarter. So again, NBC using its leverage as the broadcaster of both the Beijing Winter Games and Super Bowl 55 in Los Angeles to really drive advertising sales. And we've noted on the Buzzcast how strong the ad market is right now. So NBC could be in a very, very good position. Let's shift to some tennis news because more good news for tennis fans and more good news for the city of New York. The U.S. Open, played without fans last year, will reportedly begin selling tickets for full capacity at Flushing Meadows beginning in July. That's according to Newsday in a report out this morning. That means more than 60,000 fans every day. That's the combined day and evening sessions will be allowed on the facility grounds for the two-week event that starts August 30th. This, to me, signals that the U.S. Tennis Championship, that could be the big coming out party for the sports business because it's such a great event. There's such premium hospitality. So many top executives of the sports business attend the U.S. Open for business. So I can just tell you, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone at the U.S. Open. And that's a very big indicator if they'll allow up to 60,000 fans on the grounds each day starting August 30th. So very good news potentially for the USTA tennis fans and for the city of New York. You know, yesterday on the Buzzcast, we talked about a new MLS stadium in Columbus, Lower.com Field. Well, last night, there was another new MLS facility making its debut. That's Q2 Stadium in Austin. It had its soft opening last night for the U.S. Women's National Team's win over Nigeria. It was the first ever match played at Q2 Stadium, and it was the first time, actually, a U.S. National Team had ever played in Austin. Now, Q2 Stadium Stadium will be the home to, of course, Austin FC, and Austin FC has its home opener match against San Jose on Saturday night. Last night's match drew a capacity crowd of just over 20,000, and you can expect those attendance numbers consistently at Q2 Stadium when Austin FC begins play, because right now, Austin FC is one of the hottest startup teams in all of sports, and Austin is proving early to be a very strong soccer market. So there's going to be incredible energy around Q2 Stadium in Austin 
all season long. Let's shift to golf. The U.S. Open tees off today at Torrey Pines, and you can expect anywhere between eight to 10,000 fans on the course starting today that could grow over the next four days. For comparison's sake, just a couple of months ago, the Farmers Insurance Open in California had no fans. So today they can expect up to 10,000 fans at Torrey Pines. Now, this also marks the final U.S. Open for outgoing USGA CEO Mike Davis. He is leaving his position at the end of this month. He'll start a new golf course design company. Remember, Mike Davis will leave at the end of the month. They'll bring on Mike Wan, who is leaving the LPGA to take over as CEO of the USGA. But it is a major changing of the guard. Mike Davis has served at the USGA in various capacities for near Nearly 30 years, Mike Davis was known as a tough taskmaster who always challenged the players with very difficult layouts at the U.S. Open courses and at the U.S. Open Championship. And Mike Wan will certainly bring a different style to the organization, but Mike Davis ending his long-term reign at the USGA with this week's U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. And finally, we always talk about people at the end of the Buzzcast, and I mentioned on the Buzzcast earlier this month about the sudden death of longtime NBA reporter Rick Minnell here in Charlotte. He wrote for a long time at the Charlotte Observer. We talked about his work ethic and the respect on the day that he died. Well, it's not a big surprise to me that the Charlotte Observer today runs his story, which was written and reported by Rick Bunnell before his death, about LaMelo Ball winning NBA Rookie of the Year award yesterday. So why do I bring that up? Because it shows the insight and planning of Rick Bunnell. He obviously anticipated Ball's chances of winning the award. He researched and reported out the story. He planned ahead. As any great reporter does, he gets the story done and got it in on deadline. And here the story runs today in the Charlotte Observer, a weeks after the death of Rick Bunnell. And again, it shows his insight and his planning of a real, true professional. Story is definitely worth a read. So that is your morning buzzcast for Thursday, June 17th. I'm Abe Madcor. Hope everybody has a great day today. Make it a great day today. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.